to another episode of How's the Market, a podcast for first home buyers and upgraders that gives you tips, tricks, and up-to-date real estate information from on the ground across Melbourne and Geelong. My name is Tristan, and I'm going to be doing a solo podcast today. Now, this is just another quick one. Jonah won't be here. I really want to focus this just on how the market's been and do sort of a market wrap and a market update at the moment. So we're going to be titling this one, Melbourne's Market Outlook for 2023 to 2024. Now, this is on the basis of a few conversations that I've had with real estate agents recently, as well as some REIV data that has come out recently. Now, the main piece of REIV data, which is the Real Estate Institute of Victoria, if, you, if you're unaware, indicates that both house and unit prices in all three concentric rings of Victoria's capital city have reported positive quarterly growth. So this is a situation that has not been witnessed since the June quarter of 2021. Now, if you remember the June quarter of 2021, we're obviously in a massive boom then. It's not necessarily saying that we are in a massive boom. The data's not showing that either, but it is showing that we are essentially just having this resurgence in the property market and that pretty much the whole of Melbourne slash Victoria is on an upward trajectory. So that is saying that the the markets are like the inner city market, the middle ring suburbs, and then also the outer suburbs as well. So the surge in property values has been particularly pronounced in Melbourne's outer suburbs with house prices increasing by 1.3% and unit prices by 1.8% over the three months leading up to September. So notably, there have been a few suburbs that have experienced uh, more growth than others, obviously. Some of the remarkable increases were observed in areas like Keysborough that went up 13.2%, Rye out on the Mornington Peninsula went up 13%, and Ringwood East that have gone up 12.2%. Um, also, coastal properties remain highly sought after during this period with substantial median price increases in locations such as Crib Point that went up 40%, Somerville and Tukaroot as well that have all experienced 223 and then 16.8% rises respectively. So, this was very interesting. It was very much correlates with a conversation that I had last week with a real estate agent. So um, I caught up with an agent from the officer market. So it's the sort of outer southeastern suburbs. We just purchased out there. And um, I was having a chat with her about how the market is for her at the moment. She was one of the top real estate agents out there. And very interesting conversation. She was saying that the market out there is as busy and crazy as what it was in the like the peak of 2021 sort of COVID boom. And she was saying that she's listing somewhere between four and six properties a week at the moment. And all of those properties are pretty much having only one open. And that would be on a Saturday. So they'll have their one Saturday open. And from that Saturday open, they'll have somewhere between four and seven offers by Monday. <laughs> so, I mean, that is that is just nuts. And like, on, I honestly feel bad for first home buyers that are put in the position where they have to be buying in that marketplace. Like, I, I guess it's okay for buyers agents like us. Like we know how to analyze, review, inspect properties quickly. But if you're a first home buyer and this is the first taste of real estate that you're sort of seeing and you've been saving up for your deposit for years and then you're finally starting to go and look at some properties and you like this one you've just gone and inspected it and then you're going home and you're asking the parents and the family and friends and then monday comes around it's like yeah we've got seven offers they need to be in by 3 p.m and then we're presenting and then you just get like blown out of the water 
like that would just be such a stressful time so yeah i thought it very interesting to to hear that that is sort of what's happening at the moment like she was saying that she can very easily see house prices jumping significantly in that market just based on the demand that's out there at the moment same thing with rent out there as well rentals have gone up a lot um in the last sort of six to seven months so very interesting now in addition to the like the citywide growth, the eastern suburbs of Melbourne have experienced uh, like significant price growth over the three months leading up to September as well. This culminated in Upway joining the Million Dollar Club with a median house price now of a million and sixty. And on the unit front, the median unit prices in Victorian capital have increased by one percent over the same period, reaching six hundred and thirty-three thousand. Most notably, Turak has led the way in terms of price price growth. Surprise, surprise with apartments in this affluent southeastern suburb surging by 39% to approximately 1.292 million, or like 1.3, we'll round it up. So following Turak as well was Bentley East, um, with prices up by 5.6% over the quarter, and has emerged as uh, one of the most expensive unit markets in, in Melbourne, uh, following sort of Brighton East, Brighton and Glen Waverley as well to complete the, the list of the most expensive unit markets. So... Interesting. I had a, I had another conversation with um with someone this week in regards to unit prices and and the outlook for them over the next decade. Like I think we can see them rising quite significantly over the next sort of like ten year period. The reason being, especially in the affluent suburbs, more so. So in these affluent suburbs, think of it as like like the 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 baby boomer generation is moving into like this later stage of life. A lot of them are in a position now where you know, the big houses that they might be living in that they've sort of lived in for the last 10, 15, 20 years might be too much maintenance for them. Um, they probably don't need all the extra space and all the extra room. So there is a good downsizing argument for a lot of those situations. And, you know, they might be selling a six, 700, uh, 800 meter square property in like one of these blue chip areas. And what they want is that they want to stay in the same region, but they just don't want to have the maintenance, right? So, you know, they want to be able to keep the same hairdresser, you know, keep going to the same Coles or Woolworths when they know where everything is. And maybe they've got family and friends that live close by and they sort of know the area. They don't want to have to move and up in their life. I think it's quite typical, quite reasonable to understand. And what they'd be doing is they'd be, you know, most likely sitting on a large amount of equity if they've owned this property for a long time. And then they would be coming into this sort of spot where they, you know, want to stay in the same area. So they sell these properties um, and then they've got a lot of cash to buy a unit and then the, you know the units the luxury units and affluent areas they might have more competition because everyone wants them and everyone can buy them and afford them so yeah very interesting time the newly elected president of the reiv has expressed that these results were as expected um, saying that stability was expected to continue into the later half of 2023 with the quarter showing strong sides of recovery in property prices across melbourne and regional victoria so, like, in contrast to the metropolitan market, the, the state's regional market remains more so stable with quarterly price change in the three months leading to September staying pretty much the same. So, house prices have retained their June median price of 604000 and unit prices remained at 416000 So, these findings aligned with CoreLogic's September home value index, which reported a 0.4% increase in property values in the Victorian capital over the month, contributing to a 1.3% quarterly growth. So they, the, the head of the REIV actually came out and said that for buyers, he believes that this is a good time to enter the market after a period of uh, a fair bit of uncertainty. Whereas now 
we can sort of see where things are, are going you know next year assuming that there's no crazy changes that come about but we sort of know what's happening in the market and where things are where things are heading so that will wrap up this first segment and we'll jump into the in the media So in the media, this is an interesting one. It follows on quite well as well from the, the beginning section of just like a market wrap uh, with an article that is titled, titled Investor Exodus Gathers Pace in Melbourne and Sydney. Now, this is an article by the Financial Review. Um, quite an interesting one. If you've been following our How's the Market blogs or listening to the podcast for a few months now, I'm sure you would have heard us talking about the amount of homes that we are going through in Melbourne that have been investment properties that are now being sold. And most commonly, we're hearing agents say that the vendors have cited that like the increases uh, in taxes as being the predominant factor as to why they're selling. So it's the increase in land tax um, uh, that's, that's happened exclusively to Victoria, bringing the, the threshold down to $50,000 for land value, plus uh, an additional 0.1% increase on uh, the rest of the fees, as well as some of the additional changes. We've had the 7.5% airbnb or short stays levy tax introduced we've got probably more stringent um, property management uh, regulations that essentially just disincentivizing investors right now it's very interesting to to look at some of these numbers that's what that's why i thought this article was fascinating so it really shows that what was what we've been saying is really reflected in some of these suburbs so have a, have a listen to the stats in this article that um, has been produced from CoreLogic data showing the, percent, the percentage of new listings coming to the market in the September quarter that have been investor-owned, right? So the, the properties are coming online to realestate.com and domain that are or were investor properties that are now being sold. So Melbourne City, so the CBD market, 60%. That's 60% of all properties coming onto the market were investment properties with tenants in there, Right. The Port Phillip region, 56%. The Geelong region is 52%. The Yarra region or the LGA is 50%. And then the Glen Ira region is 44% of all new properties coming onto the market for this quarter. Enormous. That is, that is so huge. Think, just think of the, we're in a rental crisis at the moment where we desperate, like vacancy rates are so low. Rental prices are going through the roof. And 60% of the properties on the market in the Melbourne CBD are investors selling. And if you've been listening to all the news regarding the net overseas migration and the amount of people coming into Australia, but Victoria specifically over the next you know, one to five years, um, you'll be knowing that there's hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be coming into the cities that won't have their you know, primary residence and will be looking to rent. And... To think that 60% of the properties on the market right now are investment properties being sold, I just think that's it's absolutely nuts. And I was reading another article this morning while I was sort of researching this that was another investment-based buyer's agent. They're, they're up, up from Brisbane, but they purchased, um, you know, they commonly purchase all over Australia. And they essentially came out and made a comment saying that, you know, with Victoria's current laws pushing investors away they wouldn't even consider looking at the state to bring clients down to invest in victoria at the moment uh and they said that it seems like the victorian government is treating property investors as if they're you know drug dealers or criminals in comparison to you know admiring them for you know saving up and making all these sacrifices 
and trying to invest in their own retirement. And this was an article that was published on realestate.com and they got in touch with the, you know, the president of the Real Estate Institute of Victoria and asked them for a comment on that. And they essentially said that they were really worried about that as a statement because they desperately need investors to be coming into the market right now and to hear that there's buyers agents that are actively, you know, taking their clients away and encouraging people to not invest in Victoria. They seemed quite alarmed by that. So will that, you know, make its way through to the government? Will Victorian's government actually change and, you know, make the laws more favorable for investors to try to encourage more people to buy rental properties so that we can get more rental properties on the market, lift the vacancy rates, stop the rental crisis. Who knows? Not for me to make comment on and I don't want to, want to get political, but unfortunately, it just looks like things are going to get worse in the rental crisis before they get better. So very, very interesting times. That will be it for today's episode. I think we'll do a short one. We'll leave it there. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. Make sure to check out www.tommy.com.au to get access to our How's the Market blog and join the mailing list. And we shall see you again in next week's episode. Until then, bye-bye.